Okay, guys, welcome to another episode of More Than a Podcast. Your host, James. Glad to be back this week uh, talking to you guys, and let's just go ahead and get right into it. Um, I know a lot of you have probably been busy uh, playing The Last of Us 2. It's been a big uh, subject, you know, discussion for this past week. And, you know, it it remains to be one of the uh, highly talked about uh, games. And what's really, really funny um, in in me bringing this up as the first topic on the podcast is uh, the divisiveness of the game is beginning to become more apparent. You know, it's really easy to see the people who like the game. And when you get the people who don't like the game, I mean, they're not as persistent in their efforts to express what they don't like until I guess you I guess you can say until they find themselves triggered. And I actually had the displeasure of watching some people get triggered and, you know, uh, in turn, watching a lot of negative reaction to the game. So. Uh, I was, I do a lot of uh, Twitter, as you guys know, and I was kind of checking out some stuff on there, and I came across a post uh, for a linked article that was uh, put up by PlayStation Lifestyles by Mandatory, and uh, their post read, fans have started a petition that calls for Naughty Dog to remake, remake, okay, the Last of Us Part Two storyline. The my immediate reaction upon reading that was not again, <laughs> because I mean, it, it's it, it's a it's a slippery slope, but we'll we'll get there. I you know because I I definitely want to talk about what people's intents are when it comes to you know asking for people to you know, asking creators to redo something because of their feelings about it. But, you know, again, we'll get to that. But um, in response, you know, and, and again, one of the things about me is that I really don't ever like to be inflammatory. I don't really like to, you know, get online and, and post things that are going to trigger people or get people upset. You know, I usually like to take the positive route. But at the end of the day, the one thing that I definitely wanted to express was my feeling about, you know, and and it, and it was a very justified feeling as far as I thought. And uh, what I posted, you know, really, really simple to the point. And it was basically, you know, and I'm paraphrasing here, <clears throat> People are never satisfied. They only want to be told stories that only they approve of. If that's the case, then what is the point of the story? That's my little paraphrase from uh, my response to that post. And it got a flood of likes. And it's really funny because like I, I, I don't, the last I looked at that post, it didn't, it doesn't necessarily get reactions as far as like uh, uh, social engagement, but I believe, you know, I had about five or so. And 
the five uh, points of dialogue was basically people just speaking in response to, you know, the general topic. But there was one individual, uh, you know, out of the entire dialogue who was extremely triggered. Uh, I'm, you know, and I'm not going to call him out and, you know, crucify him here. Um, <clears throat> but I do want to <laughs> I do want to give him give him a, you know, give him a standing. So we'll call him Mr. Mango. And uh, Mr. Mango was really upset. And, you know, he he went on he went on a, a rant which I would have had that paraphrased, but he since deleted me, uh, not deleted me, but uh, blocked me on Twitter, um, which which is really, really crazy because the thing about the thing about him blocking me, at least from my perspective, is that, um, you know, I didn't come at him in an inflammatory manner. I didn't say anything derogatory. Um, you know, I, I basically just doubled down on my comment, never saying anything about him, just doubling down on myself and, you know, basically putting the proof in my own pudding. And he wasn't good with that. And I think for him, you know, he felt that it was, escalated in a direction that I mean I guess apparently he couldn't handle because again uh, I was I was blocked and it took him a minute to block me because because what was happening again was that uh, people were responding from a second hand you know like we were having a dialogue and then people would come on the side and <clears throat> you know, and exchange uh, some words. And and again, and none of the stuff that was being said on the side was inflammatory. You know, some of it was in support of how he felt and how he felt was really, <clears throat> really uh, interesting because what he expressed from what I can remember is that he was agitated because he felt that um, up to this point that the producers and the developers of of the last of us 2 were guilty of misleading their fans and their core audience okay that that was a part of what he was saying that he felt that they were misled and he had some issues with certain characters so there were characters in the game that uh that he didn't agree with and then uh you know he um used a very derogatory word to explain one of them you can look up my post on twitter if you want to know exactly what he called him because i i repeated it for his context and um you know and 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 what i got out of it and i and i did respond and that was my response which i felt like put him in you know, a worse mood was that, you know, what exactly did you expect from Naughty Dog or from The Last of Us Part Two as as a product? Like, what did you expect? And I asked him straight out, I said, is this a case where you wanted them to just toe the line to your expectations? And to do everything right in the way that you feel like it should have been done. Because that doesn't sound fair to me. 
you know, and, and the way that you feel about any particular character, that's 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 in your that's in your line of characteristics. That's what you don't like. But because you don't like it doesn't mean that he or she or they don't like it. So where so where does it where does it line up to be more justifiable to stand with you? And I'm and again, this wasn't me like saying like, oh, it's me versus you. I was just saying you're 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 not being, you know, like what you need to do is you need to stand in the middle. And this is the way I treat games, you know, because no gamer worth their grain of salt likes every single game that comes out. Right. And you may say at some times like, oh, I hate this game, but that's not really what you mean. Unless you really mean that. Then that's just a whole different discussion. But the way that I view it and I've corrected myself because I've definitely said I hated particular games. But what I truly mean is this game is just not for me. This is cut from a different cloth. And unfortunately, this does not hold my interest. In the way that this is all shaped out to be, I am not interested. I actually just had that happen with a recent release on a Nintendo Switch, a game called Ninjala. And I was really interested from the offset because it just looked like a very colorful and fun game. And and I was ready to play. And I got into it and realized very fairly quickly that it was essentially a battle royale game, which if any of you have ever talked to me on Twitter, you know I am not in, you know, I'm not, not not even that I'm not a fan. I'm just not good at battle royale games. Well, I'm pretty good at PUBG. I don't know why, but but outside of that, like I don't I don't go looking for battle royale games. And that that wasn't what I was thinking that the game was going to be. It's not what I expected the game to be. But as much as I explained it to someone who had asked. It's not for me. It's just not for me. And I feel and coming back to uh, Mr. Mango. It's just that he was so definitive in his stance that Naughty Dog had ruined. The Last of Us. They had just ruined the game for him. And I just thought that was so unfair because I because the way that I look at it is the way that it is closer to to reality. These people, these wonderful people, these talented people, they went out and they made this game. Right. Spent their life, spent a portion of their life to make something that you can go and interact with. They have manifested a medium to entertain the world or whomever in the world wants to be entertained by that. And you would have the audacity to even think that they spited you 
because the story and the characters didn't line up with your sense or sensibilities or expectation. I could, I, I, I was so lost. I was so lost. And, you know, like when I think about uh, Mr. Mango and him blocking me, I thought, you know, maybe because, again, it wasn't like I said, there there was only about five comments and, and the comments that that were coming in were either in response to what I had said or in response to what he had said. But nothing was in a way to like dig on a person to make it seem like, oh, we're going to hop on his back because he's wrong or or they're wrong or whatever. No, it was just it was it was a discussion. And I feel like he may have walked away because upon reflecting on that interaction, it wasn't a good look for him. It wasn't a good look for him. I I probably would have done the same exact thing in his shoes. I would have probably tried to delete all my tweets that I was, you know, acting like a butthead and whatever. And I would have just left it alone, just like he did. But it was just really strange that he felt violated. Like, that's exactly what I got out of out of. I mean, he was livid. If you had seen the original post, oh, I I wish I would have uh, screenshotted it, but. He he really felt slighted. And, you know, I've seen people say like, OK, the game's garbage, you know, it's garbage. Um, you know, the story's bad, you know, this, that and the other. And I and I feel like. I feel like that's all subjective. It really it really has to do with. What your interests are, who you are what you know and 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 that's it really it's really easy it's really simple but if you fundamentally understand yourself and your own expectations why would you even why would you even compromise you know your feelings or your emotions by getting something that is so divisive it's such it's the the game the game is not made the way that I view The Last of Us 2 is like it's a social commentary. Okay. But not so much in the way to tell us about what we need to be, what we need to do as humans, but it is a dialogue about the human condition. And I think that people, I think what the big problem is is that people get really tied up in in and overly invested in things like character. I think that character is important and I and I, you know, bless Naughty Dog for making characters that can affect people that way. But I think that's a part of the problem in in this in this very toxic nature that manifests itself in the gaming community. You know, people get so invested in storylines and story arcs and characters and, you know, and then when something changes to the interest of the person who's creating it, 
you get upset. You know, it, it was it was the same thing years back uh, with Mass Effect 3. You know, they told a story. And people didn't appreciate the story that was being told. And it was just such a, you know, it was such a witch hunt that Bioware actually turned around and, and, and gave an alternate to the original ending. Like, to me, that's no bueno. That that I would I wouldn't I wouldn't go for that if I was a game developer. You get what you get. It's an intellectual property. It's a part it's a part it's firstly a part of the people that have created it. And it and it is given to you to experience, not to dictate. Like who does that? I don't believe in that. And I don't I don't agree with people who do believe that they, they that they can go around dictating the narrative of anything. I mean I I mean the because these are things that you know to Mr. Mango he probably loses sleep over. And that to me is dangerous. That's a really bad look for someone to get so affected by a game that he's probably losing sleep over this. Damn that naughty dog. They totally ruined my whole thought about Ellie. Why, oh, why did they do this with Joel? Why did they do this with these characters? I don't understand this game, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, stop. I'm I'm more I'm more I'm more in tune to have a conversation with a person who had gone through the game and said it's meh. I expected more because then I can basically filter out a discussion to see what the highs and lows could have been and then line them up in multiple conversations to say, well, we've had a lot of people say that this is the reason it was bad. Or this is where it kind of fell apart for them. But when you just have people just come out of the out of the woodworks and just are swinging for the fences, it's like, dude, it makes no sense for you to be that upset about something that you had no hand in creating. Yet you feel like they slighted you. Because the story didn't go the way you expected. I think he was, I just think he was really mad because, and I, I think he even said as much. I think he even said as much that he was upset because the trailers up to that point kind of gave an impression that the plot and the story and the way that everything was going to kind of roll out and manifest itself as far as the game it was a lot different than what he experienced in the actual game so he was just I think he was just so ready to you know do the dancing scene with you know Ellie's girlfriend or you know uh you know I, whatever he saw in the trailer he was ready to do that stuff 
and he didn't get to do that stuff. Or I don't know how far he got in the game. I don't know if somewhere in the, in the game you actually do uh, get to do some of those things that we saw in the original trailer. But he was really mad. But it was, you know, it was what it was. And then I had another guy, and he was actually pretty funny. And I don't think he took himself seriously, but you know, he he um and he and this was actually after another comment that I made um because at this point I wanted to kind of distance myself from the engagement of the initial because I felt like okay, this could this could escalate. So let me just go and talk about something else. So then I uh I said and I, again, I'm paraphrasing here. Naughty Dog has done the best job outside any other developer to project, narrate, and show the human condition. Nathan isn't a hero. He's just a guy who just got in way over his head. Joel has demons that will catch up to him. And Ellie is just a girl brought up in a world that has been changing before her very eyes. And that's just my assessment. As a person who, A, has never played the original game, has only played Uncharted 4, and just started playing The Last of Us 2. But that's my perception. That's what I get. That's how I view it. And I could be wrong, but let's have a dialogue and talk about how wrong I am. But I hadn't I didn't have any challenges outside of that. Uh, but one of the comments that I did get. And again, this was absolutely hilarious. Um, I got a gentleman um, who, again, I won't name him because I don't want people to go online and look for this person or whatever. But uh, his response to me was. This is a video game, not a movie. Unlike movies, you can easily remake the game to a way that satisfies that satisfies the customer <laughs> like let me let me <laughs> let me read that again this is a video game not a movie unlike movies you can easily remake the game to a way that satisfies the customer For, there's so many things wrong with with that assessment first off um it's called the director's cut it's called the snyder cut you can totally have stuff on the cutting room floor that you could put together that will tell a bigger story. I mean, that's what directors do. Directors will shoot a three-hour movie, then cut it down to an hour and a half to appease the production company. And whether it makes money, generates money, or it bombs, you know, there's the possibility that there's more to tell within that context. And you usually are you're usually able to get that from directors, cuts, director releases, you know, commentary, maybe later after, you know, the after the movies out of the theaters or whatever. Like that's easy. That stuff's easy. But you're talking about taking a game. <laughs> you're talking about taking a game off of a shelf. Or or no, let's not even be that dramatic. Let's just say you're talking about getting like a like a patch in the game that that will just change the entire narration and direction of the story that Naughty Dog put out. Are you insane? 
Like that's all I could say. And I and I didn't even respond to him because I just I thought that was just about as silly as you can get. You know, like I I agreed that I agree from a point and I I did say um in another dialogue I was having I was I was explaining that you know maybe to make people happy maybe you know uh somewhere down the line Naughty Dog will release maybe a Joel DLC that will be like a kind of like a before you know part 2 got started we'll just give you five to six hours maybe up to ten hours of just a bunch of joel gameplay because that's what people want but uh today uh, i read that um that they confirmed there's no dlc coming <laughs> not a bit not one piece not a bit and 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 you know what i loved it when i read it i said these are people that are sticking with the bet and they are calling the bluff. And I love that. You don't dictate the narrative. At least the narrative of the creation. This game was created for you to enjoy. Whether you want to or not, that's on you. But you cannot expect, nobody can, expect to have a developer acquiesce to public opinion so that they can satiate a fraction of an audience? I mean, the majority has spoken. The majority of people absolutely love this game and think it's probably the greatest thing walking on Earth right now. But, again, it just goes into the toxic nature of those who stand on the opposite side. It's not it's not dialogue. And if you are a person who is saying, oh, well, we're just talking. No, you're not. You're not. Because it's it's inflammatory. It's derogatory, and it's just flat out wrong. I'm always willing to have a discussion. Again, there's plenty of things I don't like. And I'm willing to sit and talk about it. And in talking about it, I don't think that it's necessary to talk about how how uh, how my personal feelings are affected by it. Did anybody scream at Square and say, you need to remake Final Fantasy VII because I did not want Aerith to die. Spoiler. Did anybody say that? Did anybody say, this is stupid. Samus should have been a man. I thought it was a man the whole time. You swerved me. I want you to go back, and I want you to make the game again, and I want Samus to be a man. Did anybody say that? No, because think about how stupid that is. And I rarely use the word stupid. But just the thought, that thought, that that kind of, you know, that kind of way of operating, that that's just that's not very smart. 
It wouldn't be smart then, and it's not smart now. Take what you're given. You either enjoy it or you don't. Because even if you don't, somebody does. I'm pretty sure there are some people out there who actually enjoyed the ending that Mass Effect 3 gave them off the off the top. I, for one, enjoyed Justice League the way that it was. Do I want to see the Snyder Cut? Of course, because I want to see what the movie would have been had he stayed at the helm. But I'm not one of these people that are going to trash you know, what was given to me in a the theater because I spent my money to go and see it and I actually appreciate it. Was there some stuff that I didn't like? Probably, but uh, again, I'm willing to have a dialogue about it and not be so toxic. That's it. It's just that simple, man. It's just that simple. But, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, I, again, I don't try to control anyone else's narrative you know people are going to do and say what they want and that's fine but you know I think people just need to work to be more cognizant in the way that they affect people around them you just got to think about the things that you say and how it affects people so one of the other kind of moving right along because I, you know, I don't want to end that on a note where it's like, oh, he's full of vinegar. Um, so I asked, you know, because I wanted to know because because, again, I haven't played through the game. But one of my questions was, um, you know, if, if people play through uh, the game in its entirety, how do they feel about the story overall? Because I just wanted to take a just a general uh, kind of test of the water and. uh you know, I had a few people get back. I th you know, I think I should be doing these polls like a little <clears throat> probably at the beginning of the week and then just generate them through, you know, till till I record. This one was like on the day of. So um, but uh, Lucas um, uh, at AGEXP, um, Aussie Gamers 12 on Twitter, uh, he said, my emotions were manipulated like no game movie or media has ever before. I was torn between what I thought I felt and what I learned from playing through the story. The Last of Us 2 changed how I look at my enemies. For me, it was amazing. I was, <laughs> that sounds awesome. You know, um, that just sounds like somebody who, again, considered their personal feelings versus what was given and, you know, made an assessment. Um, Max007, um, He's uh, he answered me on the same question and he said for the storyline, it had a good twist ideas here and there, but I wish they've done a little better. It's not terrible, but it's not perfect either. See, it's just that simple. And then I had a Daryl, <laughs> Daryl, uh, Daryl, nine, four, nine, three, four, four, nine, five. He said, it's good. <laughs> just straight up. It's good. And, I, you know, again, I think that for where I am in the game, it is good. You know, it's not it's uh, it's not bad. You know, my like my my initial thought, and I believe I said this on the show before, is the only thing I really wasn't looking forward to was like the crafting and stuff. I You know, I'm not a big sit down and craft and and I'm not and I definitely am not a uh, 
I don't like, you know, all all these like Metal Gear Solid, like they're cool games and all, but I'm not into espionage. I'm not into hiding and sneaking around and you know all that stuff. Stealth games, like I don't do those very well. I'm I'm because <laughs> the way I'm looking at it is like if I was in this situation, I mean yeah. If I no, I let let me just be very clear. If I was in the situation, yes, I would be hiding. I'm not going to sit there and lie about it. But, you know, in a, in a game where there's very little consequences to me as a person, I want to take my little character out there with, you know, their gun and a whole bl- bunch of bullets and take down whoever I can and, you know, be a little sponge for a little bit before I fall down. But that's not the way you play that game. So, you know, it the game in itself for me has taught me a lot about how to approach games like that. So that's one thing. That's one place where I can give it kudos. Uh, in closing, I do want to talk about giving kudos to your community. Um, you know, I have been really fortunate on Twitter to meet and have awesome conversations with some really cool people, really cool creators of many different mediums and it's just been a real treat for me to you know run across people who are operating with that same level of passion and appreciation for what it is they're giving to the community giving back to the community because that's exactly what these people are doing um the reason i bring it up is because i think it's really important that we support each other and that's that's the whole uh that's the whole podcast coming in full circle you know support is huge understanding is huge and i think that if we as people take time to support listen and understand one another that we'll all live a little better for it and in that you know like you know as I was bringing up creators I think it does a little it, it does a little good I know it does a lot of good for me you know when I'm able to have people support me um with what I do because you know again I do this for myself but I hope that people enjoy what I'm doing and again I know several people who create and who are spending a lot of time to give in their in in their respective mediums things that you know they want to share with the world and I think it I think it's it's only positive if we support people like that like you know, I got friends online. Like if you like, if you like reading blogs, why don't you check out like, um, I got a friend, um, Azura cup. She's really good. Her, her, uh, her page actually came out around the same exact time that my podcast launched. And she's been writing articles ever since. And again, it's like, if you, if you enjoy reading blogs, if you enjoy video games, if you enjoy pop culture, check out, you know, check out her site. You know, you got people, <clears throat> you know, and you, you know, I got friends who are YouTubers. 
like GNR Frank, who does a lot of uh, reviews for uh, tech, a lot of gaming tech. <clears throat> you know, um, he does a lot of Let's Plays. And it's really cool. You know, I really enjoy his channel. You know, Brooke Chaos, who does a lot of really unique and amazing uh, YouTube videos. You know, <clears throat> the Aussie Gamer Experience, like I was uh, mentioning his comment before, Lucas, you know, he does a podcast on YouTube that you can check out, which again, it's just, it's just simple support. You know, if you want to, and you know, like, let's just say you're into just regular old podcasts. You just want to listen to something new. Listen to people like the Rainbow Road podcast. Really cool dudes that are, you know, doing an amazing uh, podcast on gaming and you know, I've listened to their their product and it's just really entertaining. You know, you got some of my favorites like the Lamer Gamers podcast that are really cool. Um, <clears throat> and you got like the uh, the Game Looters podcast, which they also do their stuff on YouTube. Um, and if you're into, you know, more comedy or something, why don't you give uh, Curtis Elton a listen, which I believe his channel's called Listen, Listen, Listen with exclamations and you can find them on uh apple itunes spotify you know like these people are out there right and they're just creating all this amazing stuff and if you know like it's not a thought to say you have to go through all their content but you just might find your favorite your next favorite podcast your next favorite channel you might find an answer for you know a sequence in a game or maybe you were thinking about buying a particular headset for you know your rig and you just wanted to see, you want to see a review on something that may be comparable maybe you maybe you have an interest of reading you know reading dialogue you know somebody's blog i mean it's all kinds of creators and they're and they're doing this stuff daily they're doing it daily and i and again every time they post Every time they go live, when they're on Twitch, when they're on YouTube, when whatever goes up, the first thing I'm doing is checking out the content for myself and letting everybody else know that, hey, these people are amazing at what they do. So whenever you get a chance, uh, if you're not listening to me, check out some of those amazing creators. And there's, and there's many more uh, outside of the ones that I named and it's, you know, <clears throat> some, some of it just takes a little bit of research, you know, just get out there, find some small creators. Cause honestly, I believe that, that the smaller creators, <clears throat> the ones who re I don't want to say haven't gained traction, but the, you know, the ones that are really standing in their humble beginnings, I think those are some of the best gems that you can take advantage of. Um, because <clears throat> you know, there's an, there's a level of authenticity and a level of respect that remains with people who don't have to, you know, consider, you know, a million subscribers or whatnot. You know, things can still feel really good and down home when, you know, you got such a concentrated medium. So uh, that's my that's my pitch for for them. So. Uh, if you like this uh, podcast, uh, make sure to give it a like on whatever you listen to it on. You know, I am on iTunes as well, on Spotify, and I'm also on Google Podcasts. 
Well, that was uh, one long episode. Um, I really enjoyed this topic. It was actually something that had been brewing a little bit um, <laughs> because ever since the dialogue had started online, I um, I said, do I want to talk about this? I was actually um, doing some preparations to get myself uh, ready for l eventually launching on YouTube and I had to kind of forego that because I felt that this topic about toxicity in the gaming culture and how we interact with each other and supporting um, our community was really important. And I wanted to just make sure to have that dialogue and, uh, you know, make sure to put it on everybody's mind. So with that being said, I think I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. Hope you guys enjoyed because I know I did. Uh, do me that favor as always. Take care of yourself and each other. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye, guys.